Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we are sponsored by ourselves. You're going to go to the MaximusPodcast.com or ladder.fit forward slash Team Maximus. Either will get you there and you're going to join Team Maximus. What is Team Maximus, you ask? It's the very best workouts on the planet. Uh, you know, workouts that will get you an elite level of fitness, workouts that you can do anywhere, anytime, anyhow, in less than 30 minutes with absolutely minimal gear. I mean, even no gear, Joe, you can. You well, can do I mean, most of the workouts, yeah, it's like no gear. It, oh. I mean, like some gear that we run into this sometimes, people are like, oh, I didn't know you needed gear. It's like, like a pair of dumbbells, guys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like that's it. That's really all you need. And you can do 99.9% of what we're programming in there. But even more than that, if you like listening to Joe and I, and you would like to converse with us on a more uh, intimate one-on-one level, uh, we do offer one-on-one access. We uh, Mm -hmm. DM people. I actually spent God knows how many hours this weekend sending personalized videos to everybody. It's actually funny, Joe. A couple of members have said they didn't watch the videos because they thought they were just like, pre-recorded and went out to everybody, but they're actually personalized to every member. Um, it's, like, and, it's like, it's like, what, what is that technology? The deep fake technology. We're just using yeah. some algorithm, put your face on some assistant and then they just say the like, name. No, no, no. It is me <laughs> actually being like, Hey Billy, how are you today? Like I noticed that you did this and this and this. And you know, I noticed uh, the last time you asked a question about this. So it's really personalized. We really yeah. pay attention to our members and there's a team chat where you have access to a group of like-minded people from all over the world. And, and frankly, I'm just going to say they're, they're nuts. <laughs> they're just nuts in that chat. It's just going all the time. It's a lot to keep up with. It's, it's actually super inspiring. Like Everybody's really, really fired up and really active and really supportive of one another, which is the big, the big takeaway from all that. I think you're sitting at home, you're quarantined or you're not quarantined, but your whole community fell apart in fitness because all the gyms are closed. You don't really know what to do. This is the place for you. I'll tell yeah. you that. So again, the maximuspodcast.com will get you there. So go there. And, and if you just want to look up the join ladder app, then you look at the ladder app and just make sure you select team maximus. You'll get a seven day free trial, no credit card, no gimmicks, nothing like that. Just yep. straight up. Uh, we're not trying to trick anybody. You like nope. it. You like it. If, if you don't, you, you can fuck off, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's my uh, new sales pitch, Joe. I like it. You know, it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, we have a topic to discuss today uh, that, I mean, you and I always get fired up over this, but I'm actually yeah. extra fired up over it, Joe. <laughs> the topic is selling out. Oh God. Right after we do our whole pitch for the ladder app. Now we got to talk about selling out. What a bunch of sellouts, sellouts here. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I actually, actually don't want to talk about selling out so much as I do, I, I want to talk about where it comes from mm-hmm. because I think it's a huge uh, issue for people. And so when we talk about selling out, there's this whole thing in society today that if somehow you're successful or somehow you sell something that you're really good at, whether that's a product, uh, a shirt, a computer program, uh, your speaking ability, whatever it is, that somehow you're a sellout and you're less than. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like I've, I've always kind of looked at the phrase of selling out is like you turned your back on something you believed in because the money was good. You know, like if you're a true sellout, it's like, you know, you're, you're in the punk scene and you hate pop culture, but all of a sudden somebody offers you a multi-million dollar record deal and you're on MTV, you know, 10 hours a day and, and you're part of the real world or what have you. 
Like, okay, yeah, you sold out. If if you're if you're a garage band, and you're like, hey, wouldn't it be great if someday a producer just happened to be driving by with his windows rolled down and signed us to a record deal and we went on tour and made millions, and that freaking happens, that's not selling out. That's just like you you just you won. No, you're staying, <laughs> you're staying true to your thing. But I'll 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 tell you what's funny about the punk thing, because I hate punk rockers. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I hate punk rockers. There's people that give punk rockers a bad name. It's the person. Yeah, that will, yeah I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, it's it's called their fans, right? <laughs> but it's the person that will call everybody else a sellout, but yet they sell T-shirts at their venue. Yeah, like yeah. You can't. The minute you sell something, technically you're a sellout. Mm-hmm. If you want to play that game, and I can't stand this, you're a sellout because you're successful. I do all the same things you do. I'm just not good at it. Therefore, I'm not a sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like you sign a record deal, you're a sellout. It's it's really funny. Like I feel like this happened back in the day when Blink One Eighty Two got big. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they got always, a lot. They always played the same type of music. They 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 they, they never changed. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to the first Blink One Eighty Two album or the tenth, they're the exact same. Yeah. Now you could make an argument to not diminish their craft. They evolved and they they did, but they're the same band. They just yeah. happened to get big, and all the people that were in the punk scene with them all of a sudden we're calling them sellouts because they were the ones that got popular. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of sellouts, you can hear Jackson in the background. He's bouncing all over. He decided to be quiet as a mouse until we recorded. And then he went crazy. But you, um, you, you gave him the Lord of the Rings toys. He's all fired up now. I did. He is fired up. We're trying to watch it in the background, but it's, it's funny. Like even Lord of the Rings, I bet you there's a bunch of authors out there that are like, well, they just sold out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. J.R.R. No. Tolkien is rolling in his grave yeah. because somebody made a movie about his book. But my thing <laughs> is, Jax, you got to be quiet, man. That, that must be something with the orcs right there, right? Like that's yeah. the Battle of Helm's Deep going on back there. Well, that's what he's watching and he's going crazy. <laughs> and we got the baby upstairs crying, but this is life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but it's funny because I could probably weave this into the podcast somehow with the sellout thing. But it's funny that people just hate Lord of the Rings because it was successful, not yeah. because the family sold out. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting at home and your book's not successful and you're just mad about it. So that's yeah. what you have to point to. Well, and I, I think there's a, a touch of like entitlement as well, because even when the pandemic hit, you know, I know a lot of personal trainers that offer, you know, special programs, special uh, packages for people. Uh, and people were upset. They were charging for services. And, and it was like, oh, yeah, you want to give me a 10% discount on, on your hourly rate. But how dare you even charge me? There is a pandemic going on. Yeah. People, people got sent home from work. How dare you charge money for your services? And it's like, what, what do you think this is? Would you walk into a grocery store and and be like, uh, yes, I would like those apples. And they're like, yeah, that'll be, you know, a buck for a bushel of apples or whatever. And you're like, how dare you charge for these apples? There are starving people in, all over the world. And food is a necessary thing. Like, how dare you try to make money off me right now? It's like, nobody would think that. You wouldn't even go to a hairdresser and berate them for charging. But, oh, me, a personal trainer, I got to hear about it because how dare I try to make a living while other people are suffering? Jeez. Part of, part of that, though? is people, I don't think, respect the online service of it. No, not at all. Because you're also not selling, by the way, you're also not selling something tangible 
Mm-hmm. As a personal trainer, right? Like, well, it's a, it's a service, service, you know. It's, it's it hard is. to it's hard to paint into a like you can't put a service in a box, no. you know. But you still got to do it yourself. I guess is my point. Yeah, like a haircut, I sit down and I get a service. Uh, mm-hmm. The dentist, I sit down and I get a service with the with the working out. It's like I can give you a workout, but you still got to go do it. Yeah. But people get angry when you charge. Yeah. You know? Or, or they, they don't like the amount you charge. You know, they want to compare you to somebody else. You get what you pay for. So I've used this example in the past. Like, are you buying a used Chevy or are you buying a Ferrari? Because they're both cars, right? But it's a different experience. It's a different thing. You know, like you, you don't buy a used Chevy and then get really angry when it won't go 200 miles an hour on the open road. Like, you know what you're getting into. But like, if I walked into like a, a Porsche dealership and I was like, yes, I would like that car right there. And they're like, yeah, that'll be, you know, $150,000. And it's like, well, there's cars across the street for $3,000. How dare you sell it for that for that price? Well, buy it then. Yeah. It's like, then go across the street. You get what you pay for. So, yep. I mean, that 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 entitlement of, of, you know, I get what I get at the price I decide is fair. I don't care who's selling it to me. Though that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, part of that though, Joe, it goes back to that. When I said we were going to talk about selling out, but not really where it comes from. It's, it's like this, this quote, I'm trying to think of what it is. I heard it yesterday and I'm like, I'm going to co-opt it and steal it and put it into my brand, mm-hmm. but hates a word for people that don't hustle. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't want to do the work that somebody else did, you have to hate on them. Yeah. And a sellout, I think is one of those hate fueled terms that people use and the people that call other people sellouts, they've like done more selling out themselves. Yeah. What's the what's the tool song? Because that that like tool okay. epitomizes yeah. this whole thing, right? If you <laughs> like the band Tool, yeah, Google it. It's it's Hooker with a Penis is the name of the song. Not what's what's the quarter? And it's like you sit there drinking your Coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's all about some dude wearing like Vans, uh, you know, wearing his his certain brand of jeans. You know, he's got his nipple rings, his new tattoos, sipping his Diet Coke, and telling and telling Maynard from Tool how much he sold out. Because yeah. they had an album that like played on MTV. And he's well, just like, like, and, and the whole chorus of the song is, you know, buddy, I sold out long before you ever heard my name. You have no idea. But the funny thing is, is it's the tool fans that are the problem. It's not tool the band. Yeah. There's another, there's another famous picture of uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there in like an Armani shirt, like Gucci shorts. And he's got like a shopping bag. It's in like Rodeo Drive or whatever in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And they show a picture of him. And then beside it, they show a picture of like just a grungy dude. And they're like, singer of Metallica, fan of Metallica. And it's so funny because it just captures that whole thing. Yep. Right. But the, the, the interesting thing you're talking about with Vans is like the person that wears Vans would call me a sellout from wearing Nike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if Nike owns Vans, but like it could be the same company for all intents and purposes. <laughs> well, that happens so much. It's like you go to the grocery store, there's like one of what, four companies owns yep. literally every brand in the grocery store. And it's like, yeah, oh my goodness. And, and, so that's if, where- and But again, if if you're wearing Nike and they're like, oh, he's sell out because he works for Nike, but your whole goal from the get-go was to get a, a contract from Nike. You know, I want to be, I want to have the next Air Jordans and you become a great basketball player and and you, you co-op the pose and you talk the talk and finally Nike offers you a thing like, oh, he's sold out because he signed a deal with Nike. And it's like, no, from day one, my entire purpose 
was to get a, a contract with yeah. them. I don't think that's selling out, guys. I think that's just achieving your dreams. But even if that wasn't your goal, why shouldn't you take money to do what you're good at? Well, I, like, it might be selling out if you were you know, talking all the time about how Nike was going to give you a contract and they didn't, but Adidas did. So you signed with Adidas. Like, ah, maybe you sold out a little bit just to get the money that you could get instead of waiting or, or you know, continuing to push it. But even so, I can't blame a dude. You know, I can't blame somebody I, who's just like, they basically got what they wanted, but maybe not how they wanted. Like, that's that's just success, guys. Yeah, that's just what just goes along at, with it. I just look at it as simple business. If you can get paid for what you do, awesome. Yeah. You were successful. Yeah, you found a way. It's selling out. It's not. And by the way, no one on the planet would turn away money. Yeah, yeah. I always say like, you can you can take the anti sellout road and do everything for free, and I don't want to make money off this, but like these people that you gave everything to, they're not going to come and pay your mortgage when you're 50 years old. Right. Right. So you might as well get paid. It's just people have a real problem when other people get successful is what yeah. it is. Cause they're not willing to do the work. Or even just recognize. Cause I know you run into that a lot with your, your relationship with men's health. Yeah. You know, a lot of, Oh, I mean, he used to be cool and now he's doing articles for men's health. And it was like, well, God. like at what, what point was there a line drawn between what you were allowed to do and what you couldn't? You, you had to bring this up, huh? All right. Okay, so I could, I could make this real personal and I could like put a bunch of people on blast, mm -hmm. but it's funny. It's the people who have 400 followers that are miserable that aren't willing to put 21 hours a week or 25 hours a week into their Instagram, that aren't willing to work on their writing craft, that aren't willing to take video editing courses, that aren't willing to do research on the internet, that like training people out of their garage, that think that because I'm successful that somehow I changed. No, I didn't change. I actually was just willing to do more work than you were. Yeah. And by the way, there's a list of like 15 people I could call up by name that deserve that speech. Well, well, what I'll say is there are individuals you and I both know who tried to get a deal with men's health, didn't, and then called you a sellout because you got one. Yeah. Like last time I checked, you applied and they didn't get yeah. in. Yeah. So how am I the sellout? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that becomes- We, we all had the same goal. One of us achieved it. Well, he's I, the idiot who who signed the contract. Like, well, what, what were we all going for? Like, what was the whole purpose here? That's exactly it. Or- you get these people and not naming any names, but I'm not a Hollywood trainer. Fuck that. Don't call me a Hollywood <laughs> trainer. And then I'm posting Hollywood people on my Instagram. Like uh -huh. what, where is the disconnect here? <laughs> oh, this like, would be so fun to just take the gloves off and just make it all personal. Wouldn't it? It would be. Hilarious. You know what I mean, Joe? Like you can't, <laughs> no, you don't get to do that. And people have this idea and what it goes back to is that hate-fueled jealousy of other people. It's the same thing that happens in the work world when you get a promotion because you showed up early, mm -hmm. you left late, you did everything the boss asked, you went over and above for your projects, and then there's a bunch of other, Dave, Ricky, and Tim are in the lunchroom while Joe just, the boss just likes him better. Well, no, motherfucker, he does like Joe better. Because Joe works harder than you. <laughs> well, if Joe makes the boss look good, yeah, guess who gets the promotion, right? Like, it's that simple. And it's it's not even, like, just metrics, right? It's not like, oh, well, you know, his sales numbers were number one for the past, you know, five quarters or whatever. I was like, no, he just makes the boss look good in front of other bosses. 
Like that, that can be enough. You can have shitty numbers and still achieve that. Like you might get a promotion. There's, there's more to it than just that, but it's just easier. Yeah. It's just easier to throw somebody else. Like I said before, it's easier to blow somebody else's candle out than it is to, to recognize that yours isn't glowing as bright as it ought to be. And you should just be focused on and letting your candle go. Joe, I love the candle analogy, but the other thing I say is that there's a bunch of people out there who want to have the tallest building in town by tearing other people's apart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I just want to build mine taller. Yep. I've never looked at somebody that's successful and tried to cut them down and make fun of them or be a hater. Yeah. I I like that uh, uh, analogy because it's like, if you see somebody doing something different with their, I don't know, engineering, their building tactics, it's like, you can learn from that. And maybe that helps you make your tower a little taller, like, cool. You know, well, and, also, and, and if you do have a tall tower and you're looking around and people are kind of copying you and trying to grow it, like you should be excited by that. And like, and like happy for other people, because again, you, you want to be challenged as well. You don't just want to build a tall building and think that's great. And then go to the next town and find out that you were just a, a big fish in a small pond. Right. Well, that's the thing, but I'll give you the, the, uh, 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 an example that people could relate to really well. You see the girl on Instagram who posts herself in lingerie. Mm-hmm. post a picture of her ass uh, to try and sell stuff, right? Yep. Like try and sell a program, try and sell a supplement, whatever it is. There's a lot of people out there that hate on it immediately. Yeah. Oh, she only has to post herself naked to sell stuff. She has to wear lingerie. She has to be sexy to sell stuff. And they get all bent out of shape about it. Mm-hmm. I actually look at it a different way. I look at it and say, how much work did that take? Like they had to hire a photographer. Mm-hmm. They had to get in that like position. They had to uh, do their hair. They had to do their makeup. Yeah. They had to like plan the sheets. Yeah. They, they had to get the lights. They, like, oh my God, for an Instagram post, this person just put in like 10 hours of work. Mm-hmm. I don't make fun of that anymore. I never really did make fun of it, but I just look at the work that went into it and the reason why they're successful because a lot of these people have a million followers. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, they're just doing it because they're, they're hot. Well, no, if it was that easy, you would do it too. Yeah, if all you had to do was, it was use your iPhone camera and take video, everybody's videos would look amazing. Yep, and There's that's what way it comes more down to. You said it earlier, if you're willing to go take like a, a video editing class to learn how to make better videos for Instagram, like that's putting an investment in and it should show in your content. You know, it should show in, in what you're presenting to the world through social media. We've, we've been going through it with some of these TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. Like some of the effort, some of these people put into TikTok videos is incredible. So yeah. you can sit and make fun of it. But when a person's got to do a hundred takes and mm-hmm. edit this stuff together and select it in the lighting and the, I can't hate on that, Joe. No. Or even like some of these dances that people think are dumb and a waste of time. You know how long it takes to choreograph a one minute dance and do it perfectly? <laughs> well, and again, like how many takes did it take to get that? That's like, the thing. It's people like people are putting effort into this stuff. And, and yeah, and I, sometimes it, it's for like a stupid joke or a dumb prank or whatever, but like they're actually putting effort into making it a certain way. Yeah. And I'm sorry you didn't want to do the work. Yeah. But they were, and that's why we're successful. I think uh, the Kardashian girls take more heat than this and for this than anybody. Oh, for real. Yeah. Like people just think that they're successful because put, they're pretty. Put, put all that aside. You know what I mean? Like just even, even just the Kardashian name and just say, Hey, look, how would you like to spend an afternoon in a, in a, in a closed meeting 
with a couple of people who between them have, I don't know, what, what do they have for followers? 60 million people and just pick their brain about how they run their brand and how they, they, they produce their content. Don't even tell people who they get to sit down with. Just on that basis alone, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of interested in what these people have to say. How do you manage that? How, how did you get that big? How do you, like, do you have a schedule? Do you have a staff whose entire job it is to run your Instagram? Like, how do you manage it? I would love to know. And then it's like, oh, it's the Kardashians. Oh, no, never mind. They're just sellouts. <laughs> like, it's just stupid. Well, the reality is I don't think people understand how hard those people work. No, not at all. And they wouldn't be able to handle a day in their life. No. With the amount of travel, the amount of work, the amount of the, forethought the, that goes the, into the stuff. stress, the expectations, you know, it's like being royalty. It's just like, it never ends. I, I even, uh, what's her name? Kylie Jenner posts stuff all the time mm-hmm. and she's always on point with fashion, hair, eyebrows, like the whole deal. Like yeah. you can tell it's highly produced. I wouldn't want to sit in a hairstylist's chair for two hours have a makeup artist do my makeup, have an outfit selected to me, have to go through a shoot. Like you've been through photo shoots. So have I, that's not easy work, Joe. No, no. it's the same thing. Cause we've been on set together doing a movie. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to be an actor either. No, it was like, Oh, all he does is show up and they point a camera at him. He's so lucky. (laughs) You know how hard it is to film for 12 to 16 hours a day. Like even the rock, it's funny. He's just successful because he's big and, Dude's going to bed at one in the morning and waking up at three some days. Yeah. Like it's not an easy life. No. You know what I mean? There's such a set of expectations, you know, and, and, and you're, you're probably wired to try to deliver on that stuff or you wouldn't be in that position in the first place. So like, I'm sure the rock stresses out about it. You know, am I doing this well enough? Can I do it better? You know, can I, can I deliver the promises that I've made? Like everyone I'm sure he doesn't take that lightly, you know? Everyone on the outside, he's so lucky. He's a sellout. He's not true to the business, like all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was actually funny. Ironically, John Cena used to talk all kinds of shit on The Rock. And I think it was an angle, by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. think he actually meant it, but, you know, you left your roots. You went to Hollywood. You don't tour with the guys anymore. I'll never do that. When's the last time John Cena was on the WWE? <laughs> he's been doing you know, Hollywood. It's like The Rock. It, it's actually funny. I was watching old uh, Ric Flair promos, and and he was talking about uh, – uh, I try to remember what it was. It was a different wrestling organization when he went over, like NW New World. I, I didn't even remember what it was. But anyway, he was at, he, he definitely had his enemies. You know what I mean? Because in like one promo, he's calling out this dude about how he's fake. He's got toothpick legs. I'm going to crush him. He thinks he can take the title for me, yada, yada, yada. And then in the next promo, he's actually talking about what a great professional he is. And this is the greatest organization. And even, you know, people I don't like, I would still rather work with those people because they're, they're so much better than the other organizations out there. And, so and I feel like wrestling has that where it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, John Cena and The Rock had a really strong rivalry for a number of years, but like they also had a lot of respect for each other. It wouldn't be a worthy rival. Yep. You know, if it was like every time the two of them got together, John Cena got the snot kicked out of him. And it was like not even an effort for The Rock. There wouldn't even be a rivalry. There wouldn't be anything to talk about. It'd be like, yeah, he's just an annoying gnat. But because like you didn't know, you know, you didn't know who was going to win. They, these guys are equally good, you know, and, and, and you have to respect your opponent. If you don't respect them, they're not worthy. But it is so funny, the shit that was talked about the uh, 
you're in Hollywood now. You mm-hmm. don't, well, you went and did the same thing. People that say that are people that can't make it in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're there, but I'm they ignore jealous, yeah. the hard work. Mm-hmm. And shit. How much work did I have to do? And I, by the way, I didn't have a huge part in that movie, but <laughs> I had to put in a lot of work to get my lines. Yeah. Like you have to study. I can't imagine being a lead character and having a whole script. Well, I, I think about somebody like Rachel, uh, you, you would look at her uh, and, and say, well, she's a you know pampered Hollywood style girl. She's a model. You know, she was, she was born with her good looks. And it's like working with her for that time. Like I'm, I'm not surprised of, of her individual success because of how hard she worked on that film yeah. and, and how uncomfortable she was willing to get. That girl jumped into like ice cold, raging uh, 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 currents to get that scene of them in the rapids. Yep. And she didn't want to do it, but she did it anyway. You know yep. what I mean? And she was glad she did it. <laughs> we, we joked about her fleeing the set, but it, it, you know, she was still, she was repelling down a rock. She did not want to do that, but that's what it took to get the job done. And you have to respect that. And then yeah. you realize it's like, well, she's not like pretty because she was just born that way. Like if this is how hard she works just for this little project and this one opportunity, imagine how hard she works on getting her hair right on getting her makeup right on, on doing her fitness so that she looks right. Getting you know, how hard, how right. hard does she have to work on monitoring her nutrition, you know, and the maintaining everything. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone talks about travel, like, oh my God, you get to go here and here and here. I hate traveling, Joe. Oh, it's exhausting. Every time I travel, like every time I travel, I come back home and I'm sick for three days. Yeah. It's It's so much work for me to go stay in a hotel somewhere. Yeah. Doesn't matter how nice it is. Like, so people don't get this, but again, it goes back to that. You're just a seller. Well, no, I was willing to do the work that you weren't. Yeah. I was okay being uncomfortable for an opportunity. Simple as that. And I'm not going to apologize for monetizing. No. You know what I mean? Even... Even stuff like this podcast, Joe. Well, you're so lucky to have a podcast. You do it then. Uh, <laughs> Why do you get to be on a podcast with Bobby Maximus? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, that's exactly it. Because there were people that were saying that about you. Uh-huh. Well, no. How about I stayed in touch? I wrote emails. I asked him if he needed anything. We became <laughs> I was extremely fit, which took me years to do. So he respected me because of that. Uh, I happened to have a communications degree and I worked in a TV studio. So it's like all this stuff, like apart from friendship makes you very, very valuable. Well, like I say, when you look back, it makes sense that we would be doing this again, take the names off of it, take any level of, you know, fame or stardom off of it. And it's like, what are the odds that Bobby Maximus would would end up on a podcast with a guy who has a degree in you know communication studies and media production and knows how to do all of this stuff? Oh, oh and also just happens to be extremely fit as well. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, of course that would happen. Of course it would happen. The years of taekwondo you put in, like even mm-hmm. that counts to where you are today. Yeah. Then people are like, well, why don't why don't I get to do this? Well, you didn't put in the work. Like it's mm-hmm. that simple. Well, and I'll say this too, because even with with our our latter teams, with the Maximus team on that app, people are kind of like, oh, now they're charging for access, and it's like, guys, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we we had a guy who was who was basically stealing the workouts off the app and tagging us in them on Instagram. Like, okay, cool, but like, you know, I don't like the price of the app. Well, guess what? My my hourly rate is much more 
than the yep. cost of the monthly rate on the app. Like again, you if you want that, dude, great. Actually, like I'm not I'm not selling out because I'm trying to feed my kids. Like I got into this because I, I figured I could make enough money to survive. I, I don't think I'm gonna be a freaking millionaire as a personal trainer. You know what I mean? No, but it's it's actually funny that you say that because there's a there's a syndrome that happens in society where the person that's never put in any hard work in their life, Joe, mm-hmm. the person that's not willing to make sacrifices, the person that didn't achieve their goals, they kind of expect everything to be given to them for free. Yeah. On the other hand, the most successful person in the world, if, uh, I, I don't know, Diddy, I'm not saying he's the most successful yeah. in the world, but I'm just trying to name like people that are that are astronomically wealthy, top of their field, best, you know, and show what they do. Mm-hmm. If Diddy called you, if Jay-Z called you, if Beyonce called you, if uh, Obama called you, like just think famous people that have been to the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. They called you and asked you to train them. And you were like, oh, I'm only $50 an hour. They would not hire you. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, no, I thought you were the best in the world. What's wrong? Why are you only? Does that make sense? Well, but but the people who complain, it's like, if I were to say to you, Bobby, Bobby, listen, how much, how much would it cost? Like, what would the, the appropriate cost be for you to have six pack abs all the time? Like, what is that worth to you? And you're like, I mean, I guess I'd pay 10 bucks a month. Like, well, that tells me that doesn't have a lot of value. Like, you're not going to work hard if that's all that you're willing to invest. Now, if you were like, man, I would give every last dime I have to look like Mike O'Hearn 24-7, then uh, this is somebody who's going to put the work in. This is somebody who appreciates and values that. You know what I mean? And so if you think like, the service that we're offering is too expensive. It's like, well, what is it that you're looking for? Well, especially when you spend a bunch of garbage on, on fast food and but that, yeah. But and again, you, you value your, your daily McDonald's trip more than you value your fitness. Guess what? It ain't going to work out anyway. Right? <laughs> like, but, but back, to, but back to the thing of Diddy or Kim Kardashian called you up and said, uh, Joe, I hear you're one of the best trainers on the planet. I need you to fly to LA and train me. She would expect you to carry a big price tag with you. Yeah. If she thinks you're the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And by the way, the best in the world don't call mediocre people to do jobs. No. no. If they're calling you, it means they think you're one of the best. Because mm-hmm. they would do, like I was talking to somebody about this the other day, uh, LeBron James, arguably the best basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. His daughter wants to take vocal lessons. LeBron's calling up Mariah Carey and he's like, Hey Mariah, how much is it going to cost to get you to do some vocal lessons for me? Mm-hmm. He's not like going down to the, like, what's the tutoring example. He's not going to like the local Kumon math center at the mall <laughs> to just like hire somebody out. Yep. Like just go, go right to, go right to the old yellow pages and just like he, a voice lesson. Literally like LeBron, if he wants a math tutor for his kid is calling up Harvard and like, uh, who's the head of your mathematics department. Like he's not, Going to the Kumon Math Center. Well, so, so use this example. LeBron calls you. Hey, Bobby, I hear you're the best. I want you to come train me. Yeah. And 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 it's like, well, shit, yeah. And then people are like, well, how did how did LeBron's get gets Bobby's name? Say, well, Gunnar Peterson recommended him. Oh yeah. yeah, they sold out because they put Gunner on their show. Like, no, like that was an opportunity 
to network with somebody that we both have massive amount of respect for. And then, you know, an opportunity comes out of it. You can't blame people when that stuff happens. No, but they, they also put themselves there by being really good at what they do. Like that's what people forget. And it just so happened. They got successful. That's why I laugh at all the Nickelback hate. Yeah. Yeah. We do joke about this all the time. It's been the same dudes since they started. Dudes started, uh, playing music in their garage because they wanted to, 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 to bang chicks and, and drink booze and get rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened they were real popular. And it's real funny how all these people, I'm going to say Americans here, but like everybody I meet hates Nickelback, yet one in five people own an entire <laughs> Nickelback album. So like what? I'm not even talking like iTunes downloads, Joe. I'm talking a whole CD. Yeah, an honest-to-God compact disc of Nickelback is somewhere like, in your collection, you my friends. But, like, apparently y'all liked them enough to buy a damn <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, it's funny. And then just just because it's on in the background right now, Lord of the Rings, well, Viggo Mortensen sold out. He was a legitimate <laughs> actor. And then he went into, well, what, are you mad that he got the part and you didn't? Oh, by the way, didn't you also? audition for that part oh i got uh-huh. it you're mad because he's better than you yeah yeah and by the way you brought that up earlier with that men's health story that was a true story mm-hmm. i had a person who was angry with me that i sold out by going out for men's health but that person had tried out for the men's health ultimate man and didn't make it and then they were angry about it yeah so well, no who stop i just i just well, that, you, and the argument is what well bobby's changed now he's all men's health and corporate. <laughs> it's like, well, you literally had just applied. Like you were, you were, you were trying to get people to vote for you. Like, yep. <laughs> like you're begging for, begging for votes on the internet, and I'm the sellout. Yeah. Oh. So for me, it's like when people call you this. And by the way, this is like this. I'll wrap up. I can promise you, whoever you are listening to this, at one point you will get successful. Mm-hmm. And when you are successful. Just get ready for the hate train. Yeah, yeah. At some point, somebody's going to come for you. And I promise you, sellout will be what they will call you because that's, Joe, the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. That's the easy thing to go. And it, it fires people up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's go after that. It's like mm-hmm. it's like calling the, calling the pretty girl stupid, the big guy steroid head, like whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. It's like, what's the low-hanging fruit? Well, I'm going to call you a sellout. Yep. Okay. I, I mean, keep doing your thing. Your no, honestly, it's it's like the chic thing right now is if anything comes out is to just be angry about it. You know, whether it's like Star Wars. Oh, the new Star Wars movies are crap. George Lucas is a terrible person. You know you know what I've tried to get rid of from my, from my vocabulary? Hmm. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And I say that because if you don't like a movie, that's fine. And that's your opinion. But do you know how many people gave countless hours of their life to make that happen? Yeah. It doesn't suck. But we and talked about way, this in an old podcast where it's like, so you didn't like the story. You didn't like the way it was written. You didn't like the characters. Where was the script that you wrote? Yeah, go do where it yourself. The, where was the film that you produced? Like, like you, you, didn't, you didn't feel passionate enough to go make your better story which believe me, everybody in the world would appreciate seeing. And then somebody actually does it. And you're like, Oh, if you don't like it, you do it. Get, go on your, go on your iMovie 
Yeah. Or your 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 Sony Capture One or whatever. Once the- again, go Thank take you. an editing class. <laughs> you keep it. coming back to this. <laughs> but that's the funny thing, how mad people get, Joe. Like, yeah. oh, well, that sucked. No, that was like three years of somebody's life. Uh-huh. And by the way, it took a lot of work to get that stuff. Yeah. But you get these people at home that are just mad about it. Mm-hmm. You produce you produce a show then. Yeah. By the way, you, you have all the tools too now too. Yeah. You, yeah, you got even less excuses now. Yeah, I mean, there are people, Joe, that are winning film festivals on an iPhone. Yeah. Like it's changed the whole game. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when we were when we were filming in Montana, a lot of it was actually shot like on equipment that just attached to an iPhone camera. Yeah. It's like it looks good. It's like all right, but yeah, again, there, there, there's more to it than just like pointing your camera at it and tap and record. Yeah, they had a big boy camera too that was really oh, yeah. good. Really, but good at the same, at the same time, it's like no, there's work that went into that. There was so much planning. Mm-hmm. You don't like it? Make one yourself. I'm just sick and tired of people complaining for like the work they didn't do and the results others got. Yeah, is what it comes down to. So that's yeah. the theme of the podcast. Don't be a hater. Probably have to edit a bunch of the kids out because he was nuts. Yeah, to me. it happens. Yep. Say love you. You know. <laughs> but anyway, you guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're into like what we do, uh, exercise, uh, real results with no bullshit, go to the maximuspodcast.com and uh, we'll see you there.